another episode of Rick for Dirt, the uh, podcast that brings the adventure to you. And uh, we're uh, we're keeping our voices down uh, tonight because uh, it is what time? It's about eleven or so. Yeah, it's about eleven or so. And uh, we are uh, we're in Joshua Tree at the Sunfair Dry Lake bed for a cleanup tomorrow. And as usual, in proper Frank and Ollie fashion, it is uh, cold as shit. It's super cold. <laughs> it is. I think we picked the coldest night so far this year. Late AF. And we're uh, we're hanging out, looking at all the desert people come out of the woodwork. <laughs> there's a lot of vehicles there's out. A, there's a surprising amount of movement right now. Like it's been pretty quiet and chill for the last like three hours. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like. 11 o'clock hit and there's like cars everywhere like it's two in the afternoon yeah it's like uh, it's kind of it's kind of strange like a high traffic time for uh yeah the high desert or <laughs> yeah the, the hour is of this like the, the high desert it is the high it's desert the high yeah desert. it's like there was a shift change or something that just happened <laughs> <laughs> you batch of desert people you guys get to go home <laughs> right or your relief headers here yeah yeah it is definitely a different vibe like even this you know this vibe reminds me of um because we're kind of chill it's been a long day yeah um we're not our usual loud kind of boisterous selves um it reminds me of that night that we did in anza not anza excuse me um oh what was it it was it was anza where we ended up driving home that's right rained a little bit that's right and it was like it was like one in the morning yeah and we were were who were we with that uh we broke off from oh we were with the kc people it was with the kc team um we were with kc lights kc adam was there yep it was uh via what what was that lost no hang on it'll come to me it's like on a tip of terra de sol terra de sol -sol, yeah that's what it was i'm a via laguna (laughs) yeah that's that's really what um that's what it feels like and you're hearing sounds like because we have our headphones on so we can like obviously do this right um you you catch kind of like these sounds on the periphery right that you're not quite sure if it's like footsteps or it's an animal or it's a bird or your two kids or like, your or two kids yeah. who want to go home right now <laughs> which is what i've been dealing with off and on before we started recording was the boys they're getting older jackson or ashton just turned eight yesterday and, yeah uh, um i don't know like it used to be easier like used to be easier to go. It, I feel like it gets it gets it's easy when they're obviously when they're babies, right? They're very predictable, and then they go through this difficult stage around two to four, and then it gets easy again, right? Well, what I think it is is there's a there's a concept of being far away from yeah, home. and then yeah. it gets hard because now they're being more aware of like their world has expanded, yeah, right, and so now they're like very aware that you're five hours or however far from home, yeah. And that they're out in the middle of nowhere. And they want to go home immediately. Right? And <laughs> whereas before, wherever you were was their world. Right? Like they didn't really as long as you were there, they didn't really care. Right. right. And so now, yeah, I think I think that's what's happening. Their favorite chair is back there. Right. <laughs> you know, the favorite little beanbag. Yeah. Like, their, their, their little their, ritual and their little habits. Their, their streaming their, televisions. Yeah. All their I mean, goodies. Their, fuck, dude, their iPads are here. I don't know what they're bitching about. And we have service here actually. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this is going to be a different one for us, and I think it's time. We haven't really, we haven't really dug deep in a while. Oh, you mean like in general, like topic wise? Yeah, like oh. I feel like. Did you hear that? I did. Yeah, 
We're going to ignore it for a minute. Go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can you guys hear that little Papa? There's also a, there's also a flashlight coming at us. Yeah. There's we're we're getting from two sides. Yeah. We're uh, we're effectively flanked. We've got a car that pulled up behind us. Yeah. And there's a flashlight walking towards us. And then Ashton in the other corner. And Ashton's in the other corner. We'll it kind of reminds we'll see if the flashlight bro gets a little closer. It kind of reminds me we'll of hit the we, pause button if he does. We used to like housebreak the kids or room break them, like where you'd like just leave them in the rooms and they'd be like, Dad, 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 and you like won't open the door. And yeah. Like, no, you're going to stay in your freaking room. <laughs> It's like, I feel like I'm going through that, but I camp. And uh, poor little guy. I don't know. He he went to his uh, grandma's house and had the same kind of meltdown. Oh, really? Yeah. So it is a distance, a separation kind of I thing. I think it's a separation thing. Especially I think it's also like... I, with I was, mom. I was going to say, it sounds kind of weird, but I feel like we've also had a couple of years where we haven't been apart like from as a, as a family unit mm-hmm. for very long right like you know you and your family even oh even, so now that it's trying to happen again. even yeah, yeah like even shannon and i and our dog like to some degree but mostly like even right now like i'm, I'm i'll am i be honest with you and you guys listening um i wish shannon was here like i'm very used to being with her all day every day mm-hmm. because we we work together we work from <clears> home <throat> we work together she helps me with stuff i help her with stuff and it'd be really cool if she was here right now like i'm yeah. i'm feeling it a little bit you know, like the distance. Yeah. And which is weird because I went, I've, I've obviously, I've traveled a couple of times and it's never been a, a problem, but I feel like, uh, like the, even for the kids, like they've got to be feeling it too. Right. Like they've been, Clearly, they've had you guys yeah. around. They've been going to school from home for the better part of a year. No, well, two years. we got them. We got them back into school. Now you do. Yeah. But I'm just saying like over the past two years, like, you know, they've had a good There's chunk just of been that. A home. lot of ups and downs. I mean, I don't know if it's all like COVID. I think it's just, like we said at the beginning, just kind of more understanding of the world and more understanding of like distance and being away. Yeah. And, you know, away from safe, you know? Yeah. And, you know, home safe. <laughs> and dad's, you know, sometimes really angry. Like, so, like <laughs> mom's way better than dad. Um, no, I mean, I, dude, I let these kids run like Lord of the Flies when we're out here. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were having a fucking blast oh, yeah. like an hour there's ago. other kids here, yeah. Yeah, they were running around that's, like wearing themselves dude, out. That's why when, when the tears start to happen and it's like, oh, I need to talk to mom. I'm like, whatever. It's It'll go away. It'll pass. Yeah, it'll pass. Yeah. It always does. It's just hard, you know. These, like, it is. Late night, cold nights. Like they're used to like a perfectly air-conditioned, heated home, you know. It's like shut up, put on your big boy pants. We're going camping. Yeah, this is a lot like Anza in a lot of ways. It's yeah. freezing cold. It's late at night. Um, we're tired. My dad used to love going camping up in the sequoias, like closer to winter, because a lot less people would be out there, because it was so fucking cold. And uh, yeah, that's how I grew up camping too, like just freezing my ass off all the time. Yeah. And back then, we didn't have these really nice like. 20 degree below we had like the garbage coleman like bags oh yeah my dad yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. my dad doesn't know like that's how it was when i grew up man we didn't yeah. have i didn't have a 200 dollars bag no you know it was even more expensive back then too right yeah. for the good stuff oh yeah the good stuff was 500 bucks yeah back so, then anyways like i remember you know for me growing up in san diego a lot of our camping was east county like you know out like hakumba kitchen creek okay you know further east um 
I guess what there's some casinos out there now. I mean, they weren't out there before, but it's desert, so it's it's like what you're getting right here, where it could be 70 or even 80 during the day, but it could be 20 at night. Oh wow! Like you could have a massive temperature swing. You know, it could be 25 or 30. Was not uncommon for us to 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 be camping in. So you know, and sometimes it could be 70 during the day, and it could be. 60 at night or right. 50 at night it's just, it was kind of a crapshoot you know i mean honestly it's not that bad tonight like, no it's it could, 50 it could be worse yeah it, 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 it'll get worse it's gonna be i think uh the the, the low is 41 tonight oh no but, but we won't hit that until like five in the morning probably yeah and i'll be like we'll be like three bodies deep in that tent so yeah you should, should be, be fine warm enough it. yeah dude one thing i gotta say is like if for no other reason to go camping is to look up at the stars and just be like wow yeah, that's always the best part. And we're on this really cool lake bed where it's just like super flat dark. And empty yeah, there's not a lot dark. of light. Well, I yeah. guess actually, there's, it's surprisingly, I think Thanksgiving weekend, we got a lot of. Is that of the, the moon coming over the ridge? What yeah, is that? that's the moon coming up over the ridge. Whoa. It's covered by clouds, so you're that only looks seeing that sliver. Nuts. Yeah. It's like a giant light bar. Do you got your uh, Sony with you? Um, It's put away. Oh. But, I mean, that is incredible to look at. Look at that photo right there. You're Ooh. missing. It's slowly like I can't separating. describe it. It's like a giant bar. Yeah. Because of the clouds. So it's this like I perfect, don't know, like perfect. little angle of it's like a dog bone. It looks like a dog bone. It's exactly what it looks like. On the and, horizon. It's, and it's like it's amber color. Or a big dildo. Like <laughs> right there. On the horizon. Oh man, that is such a cool <laughs> shot. That is beautiful. It was. Now it's starting to now it's starting to look like a moon again. Now it's mooning up. Yeah. Dude, that's a big moon too. That it's is, like yeah. whenever it's like right on the horizon, they always look that bigger. Optical illusion. Yeah. 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 I'm getting smoked out over here. I need to move. Uh, the smoke follows beauty, is what I hear. <laughs> well, uh, that's clearly false. <laughs> yeah, look at that. You could totally see the moon now. Dude, it's crazy how fast that came out. Yeah, that was it quick. went from like a sliver like two seconds ago to like halfway being. That sliver hill. looked like almost like it was a UTV out there or something, right? It did. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It looked like a light bar. If it wasn't so massive. There's a lot of UTVs out here, and the bastards like to like oh, romp. Down the regular road where we're camped out next to, we're, we're fairly close to the main road that goes into Sunfair Dry Lake Bed. And, uh, but still, like, you, when you see guys camping out, usually the rule of thumb is like, you don't really give it the beans. You yeah, know, you don't dust people through. out like that. Yeah. But that motherfucker, like, I don't give, I, I think he was actually getting points. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the scale was, but he, like, got extra credit. He was in it for the win, yeah. for sure. And so we had like what looked like, and, and the people who didn't see him come through actually thought it was fog. Oh, they're like, yeah. They're like, we thought fog was rolling. I'm like, nah, dude. That's just, that was like a cloud of it's a really, carcinogenic dust. It's a really kind of crazy thing out here because it's super dusty, but when there is zero wind, the dust just kind of hangs. It like just in sits. This, it sits like in this really dense, it, it does, it looks like, it looks like a fog about four feet off the ground. Like it's, like you can see straight over straight out of like yeah. a Stephen King novel. Totally, it just looks like this super rich, dark. Like you like, get outrun it by like a fast walk. Oh, totally! It's moving so slow. It's I mean, like I said, it's there's barely any wind out here at all. Like you have enough time to see it come and like be like, oh, the dust is coming here. Yeah, I mean, you can literally you can barely see it moving. It's moving so slow. Yeah, like it's, it was a trip, but yeah. the asshole he like kicked it up. So and then it's moving so slow, it takes fucking forever to like so you're just clear through. Waiting for it to get to you. You're just covered. <laughs> to get to camp. You're just covered just, in this fine dust layer. And then you get to sit in it for ten minutes. Yeah, literally, <laughs> just getting exfoliated <laughs> by this dust cloud. Yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. That's what I'm saying. Like the desert, like the wind out here is a is a blessing and a curse. 
Oh, you, you know. said the word. You said the full word. Yeah. Just now. Yeah. You actually said the W. I did. What a dick. It's a blessing and a curse. Um, you, when it's dusty, you want it because it clears the dust out, but it's also it also messes with everything else. So yeah. Now, now the smoke is in my face. So I mean, it's been it's been a minute to where we've had a proper campfire that we've yeah. been next to and coming at y'all. Um, hopefully a lot more of these, uh, podcasts will be, we'll be doing another one in a couple weeks from, uh, Johnson Valley. Um, I will be, I will be at that point doing something fun. Getting ready to hit the party switch. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, look for the viewing audience, however it turns out, we'll probably be okay. Whether it's in disaster or in success. Yeah, that's true. I mean, either way, you're in for a show. It's still good. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, I think if it's good, it'll be like a far shorter piece than if it goes bad. There's always so much more to talk about when shit goes bad, right? Right. You ever yeah. notice that? Yeah. I mean, that's like that's, life. That's, that's where the drama is, right? Like that's where the that's where the story begins or or kind of comes to a head. Well, it's like you know, there's a there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? To to drama, like nobody wants to focus on the positive, though. There's no, because it's, it's 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 not as sexy. I wonder if it's just partly, maybe it comes off as kind of bragging or like. But to focus on the positive. Yeah, like, or are we think trained, kind, of like, kind of like a humble brag in a way? I don't you know. know. Or are we just trained that like life's a competition and. We shouldn't focus on each other's successes, but to break each other down for all the fucking negatives that we can point the fingers at. Like, I don't know if we're trained to do that. I think I think there's a lot of people that don't do that. I don't know. My mom was super judgmental growing up, and I wonder how much of that like kind of sloughs off to other things. Like, where especially being from a Persian family, where yeah. like I don't I mean, know the I don't stereotype. Even, I can't even tell you what that's like. Dude, I have the no stereotype idea what that's like. is legit. Where it's like, like, like son, like it'd be it'd be like junior year of like high school like junior year i'm not i just got my fucking license my mom would be like son don't worry next year you'll get your m3 bmw i'm like what 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 am i supposed to be doing right now like i don't understand which job am i supposed to be in my junior year of high school like she's like don't worry next year is going to be much better why is that and then and then like you know my senior year of high school like you know, still don't have that car. I got a Honda Civic. Like, yeah. don't, don't. And my parents bought it for me because they know I'm broke. So, but I have no idea how I'm supposed to be driving a BMW M3 BMW. Don't worry, son. Next year, and it like, you know, and then then I took a hiatus from the whole family for a few years, so I didn't really see it much. But then when I finally came back around and was back on the work thing, and you know, any job I got, like working at Ben and Jerry's. Don't worry. It's like, I know I'm not having a BMW right now this year. <laughs> I'm working at fucking Ben and Jerry's. Okay. Oh, so uh, they're saying it like, we're not going to buy you one. Like you'll be successful. Oh no, 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 no. You'll get your big breaks. Bro, we didn't have an oil company and I wasn't from those kind of Persians. Well, no, I'm asking <laughs> like, cause I wasn't sure where, no, where she was coming no, from no. with that. No, 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 no. Um, I got really lucky with my car and, uh, that little Honda Civic. Yeah. I love that thing. Um, but, uh, but no, it was, uh, I would be so successful one day in my life that I would own a BMW, which is funny because it got, I started down that path. I started getting BMWs yeah, and thinking that that was like going to be the, the culmination of my, my worth. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. That was like the, that was a defining moment or that would, was the be bar. The, would be the defining moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's garbage. I mean, like no parent should do that to their child, like whatever, like 
don't make them want to define themselves by uh by the physical possessions that they may own you know right right but yeah but uh but yeah instead of focusing on the positive like oh son you're still like you know you're trying or whatever the fuck like it was always this uh don't worry next year something better will happen yeah and yeah i think that's been a narrative in my mom's life you know not to get too into the parental thing we're not having a full-on like uh, psych visit here but it's like it's funny that that was just how she was programmed and therefore probably programmed me to then be judgmental of others who maybe haven't reached a certain level in life at a certain age or period of their lives. And that's what, that's all I mean by when like maybe we've been programmed from an early age by those little things that our parents did. Oh, we're definitely programmed by our parents. A hundred percent. That carries over more than we know. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. We're definitely programmed by our parents. There's no, there's no doubt about that. You know, our, our experiences definitely define us. Nobody wants to be a judgmental asshole. No. Right? I don't think we're like, we grow up going, you know what? I'm going to judge people so fucking hard. Yeah. Like, oh, I am going to dissect every little thing that they have or haven't done yet. And then uh, hold it against this bar that I myself don't even, you know. That I don't meet myself, meet, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And uh, And then you look at life and you look at like, you know, maybe on Instagram, right? You get these like social virtue warriors, like who feel like the need to basically completely understand your entire life within a single post and then comment on it thoroughly to the point of being rude, disrespectful, like what have you. Um, I think, you know, I think Mike Tyson actually kind of said it best, which is, you know, people got too comfortable being disrespectful because they're not getting punched in the face, you know, like or whatever the exact quote is it's like yeah like people people can be really like you know shitty in my opinion like well i think i think too is is people and people have always done this like they've always kind of there's always been a, a segment of people who always speak without thinking or kind of like actually putting some thought behind what they're about what's about to come out of their mouths and i feel like there's two things going on right one of them is that people have just become so flippant with their comments right. that it doesn't matter, right? And, it, and there's no, like you said, there's no repercussions. It's social media. Like, if you say something and, you know, you piss off a bunch of people, so what? It'll be forgotten in 30 seconds and you can move on with your life, right? <laughs> you know? But the other side of it, too, is I find that if you make, if you do a post or, and not even a post, a comment or an image or whatever, people attach their own baggage to it, mm. right? So, like, if, I mean, it's... It's almost like saying someone is triggered, but really what it is is like they're just attaching their own baggage to it and they're taking their own either positive or negative connotations right. because of their baggage and saying, look, if you strip that baggage away, how bad is this really, if at all? It's probably not. It's probably just the fact that you've got your own issues that you're projecting onto this post or onto this, Potentially, this yeah. situation. I've seen I've seen it a lot. Like I've seen people like go, you know, try and completely like school you or, or jump all over they your try. case. Yeah. yeah they try. Jump all so over hard. your case over something. And it's just like, first of all, that's not, a, that wasn't at all what I meant. That's not at all what I posted. <laughs> like you're just attaching your own baggage yeah. to what's going on and assuming that this is about you or in some way is, a, is affecting you. And it's not, Yeah, it's, these are your own issues coming, coming up. Well, my best, my best argument to these people. And I even like made it to a guy recently, which is like, what, what have you done recently to use your platform or this, you know, this kind of vehicle that is social media, like what have you done to use this 
to do something better for somebody else? And, you know, there's no answer. It's like the best way to end a conversation. It's just ask somebody else, what have you done? Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing? Because I know what I'm doing and I'm totally okay with it. And I don't feel like the, the, I don't feel the overwhelming socialist need to have to like take care of every single starving person in the United States. But if I can help organize an event with you and a sponsor of ours to like feed some people or, you know, if I can donate to my church for their food drive or whatever it is. Yeah. Like done. I feel good. So like, I have, I'm okay. I have a story about that. Um, that happened, you know, when the whole, like, this is last, last summer when the whole, like, uh, black lives matter thing was like a big deal. Right. There was, there was marches in all, in all the major cities. I think it's still um, a big deal, but well, no, yeah. but I mean like when it was first kicking off, right. Right. When it was first becoming a thing, um, like an actual, like a, like a major movement. Um, and, and this is, has nothing to do with choosing sides or, with your particular views or whatever, right? So um, this is not like hey, a political discussion. Hey, you know discussion. what? You have your own point of view, Frank. No, Go I know, it. but I'm just saying like this is not this is not the intention of this discussion, right? It's on topic to what you and I were just talking about. I don't, I so, don't think the, all the disclaimers in the world can stop people from wanting to make whatever opinions they it's have. Not, it's not, and that's saying. not why I'm doing it, right? I'm just trying to keep people on point. <laughs> and so the point you is- You get it's on you. Yeah, it is. That's um, my disclaimer. Yeah, I'm, yeah. The point is, is that um, I said something- and you know how I am, right? I usually kind of think about what I'm going to say, oh, yeah. and yeah. I'm and I and I try to be as real as possible, sure, right? And not and step away from like the the superfluous like you know comments and making some kind of like you know statement about getting people pissed off. Anyways, I made a comment. And I said, look, this is what I think is going on, and yeah, I think you know there is definitely a race issue in this country, but I also think there's a lot of other things going on that are that are that are pouring on top of it, right? There's mm-hmm. like socioeconomic issues there's there's all kinds of other stuff that's pouring on top of it right it's not just this and so i get a text from this girl a message on um on instagram and she says she says oh now you want to speak up motherfucker you've been quiet forever i've never heard you ever talk anything about this i'll go back into my hole now (laughs) and i and i and i didn't say anything i just Uh said cool and but you know what that right there is a prime example of someone attaching their own baggage to you but okay, so when you spoke up, was it to speak up in favor or against the movement? What was that? It wasn't even really in favor of the movement. It was more of saying that that yeah, being black in America is very different than being white in America. Sure. That's, so this person suddenly felt like you hadn't paid your like I didn't have the dues. cred. Yeah. To, and I, and I, you know, I'm sorry. I I grew up in one of the shittiest neighborhoods sure. in San Diego. Yeah. Like. With with black friends, with brown friends, with sure. you know Asian, Persian, Filipino, you name it, right? Like, <laughs> and more importantly, a lot of what I do is not on Instagram, sure, right? Especially a lot of what I do in my personal life with, that benefits others, that benefits, benefits others. Things, yeah. That and so so for someone to come at me and say, "Oh, now you want to speak up?" It's like, "Oh, you have not been in the room when I've been speaking up." Trust yeah. me. Trust me, and so, and that's kind of the point, right? It's a lot of a lot of people snap to judgment without knowing well, someone. And they you think don't, they you think, don't know me. Well, they think everything's supposed to be on fucking social media. Right. It's like you don't know me. You don't know what I do when right. I'm not posting on Instagram. Right. Like there's there is, and this is and this is true of anyone, right? Whether whether they're putting up a happy front and they're truly having a shitty life, or they're putting up, you know, drama, or they're stirring shit up. Like there is, people are are so multidimensional that you need to take that into account before you, you attack anybody whether or not you agree with them like 
what you're seeing is a fraction of reality. Well, I think it's the uh, it's the attack of the one dimensional when these things happen. Is these people who live these monotonous, very whatever bland lives, and they see those who are actually out there doing stuff, trying right. to do stuff, um, living their lives, and being happy doing it. Usually, those are the ones that get zeroed out and like fucked. Yeah, because what like the one of the arguments I loved was, oh, you're you're raising money from your sponsors. And there's people out there starving. And I'm like, you small human being. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if we lived in communist North Korea, maybe like you could say the company should divert their entire marketing budgets to, you know, making rice for all the people. Sure. Yeah. But we don't live in a fucking communist well, country. Well, more importantly, the two are not mutually exclusive. No, but like my point is, is though, like the smallness of the brain is not understanding the way the world works or how these departments work yeah. or that marketing has a budget that's yeah. set for marketing and it's earmarked for X, Y, Z. Right. And that the philanthropic arm of the company is budgeted for X amount of dollars for right. given charities right. that factors into some tax write-off, I guess, for some companies, you know, or maybe it's totally altruistic, but generally it's a tax fucking write-off and they'll, they'll fucking give away as much as makes sense to fall within the right. bracket they want to be in, you know, whatever they can write off. Right. And it's like, and that's not, that's not all companies at all. Like there are companies out there that go above and beyond to their own detriment. So whatever. Um, but the or point to their is, own success these or days. to their own success. Yeah. But the point is, is that when it comes to marketing, which is where the money for a race program comes from, which is where the money for, and sometimes some companies have race program, whatever, but like, we'll just call it all marketing sponsorship. Right. And it's like, there's a certain budget for parts per month, right? per right. month. And it's usually per month. Yeah. And yeah. they, and they, your market for the year and they plan, they yep. kind of project like very, yeah, exactly. You know, you're hundred percent right. Yeah. But we're telling all the people out there. No, I know. I'm agreeing with you. Yep. Yeah. Don't yep. get it. But like, you know, there's going to be, let's just say there's $10 or $12, there's $12 for the year that they allocate. They know that the year before they spent 50 cents a month. So this year, since they're projected to like maybe do 50% better, or, or, yeah, they're going to, they're going to double it and do a, a dollar a month and their entire yearly budget is going to be $12, but they know each month they can double the efforts that they did the year before because right. they've just doubled. They've so I guess doubled the budget. It's not 50%. It's like a hundred percent over year over year. Right. Right. They've doubled their money. So now they can double their budget. Your budget for a marketing department is generally 10% of your net income that you use to then, and this is for a very basic, like, well, like kind of moving machine. Yeah. Like, not a super aggressive growth number, but also trying to grow. So in a, in a company that's trying to maybe grow 20% year over year, 10% of your marketing budget comes from 10% of your net income for the, for the right. company. Yeah. You allocate, yeah. Whatever yeah. resources and you can. Yeah. Some companies factor overhead into that and, you know, headcount and whatever, but in an ideal world, that's like your, uh, ad budget and your promo product budget and your sponsorship budget and your events budget will all fall under this umbrella. Plus your photography production, all that shit. Right. Well, what, what basically I'm saying is, is that money is all earmarked for just that shit. And yes, Thanksgiving is a tough time of year. People go hungry. It sucks. 
Frank, Frank fucking busted his butt. You know, I helped I, whatever I do. And then Torco came through with like a lot of benefit and we had a little show and swap event and people yeah. brought so much like canned food. Yeah. And, like, There's a lot actually <laughs> dry food and <laughs> yeah. All the stuff that Frank had on his list from uh, the charity, what was it called? Uh, UPLM Unidos por la Musica. Yeah, it's a it's like a it's a charity that finds a lot of therapies for youth through music, and then also gives back to communities with food donations yeah. and what have you. So, yep. and it's local to Ontario. So we found yep. a local like it was important to us to find a local um, charity. So that we were supporting not only the community through supporting Torco, but then we were supporting a charity that's based around that area. That's based. That's part of that. Community, and so you're yeah. you're you're giving back to the community. It's not like we're giving back to like some place that's like 500 miles away. Right. It could have its own group do its own charity. Right. Right. So very local, very like centralized. Right. And uh, anyways, long story short, like we gave back that way, and you know. Torco does its own things to like give back and, you know, companies donate to, you know, in the automotive space, sometimes the charities that they find are like charities that are integrated into like off-roading or, or racing, you know. Yeah. I mean, it could be advocacy. It advocacy, could be a charity. It could be, yeah, there's a, there's a number of different ways that they could spend that money. Right. And, and they like have like to the choose. Jesse Combs foundation. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And you can't, you can't help them all. Right. You have you to have, choose. You have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what I'm saying is it's not like when I'm going after my sponsors for like cash to help me out because I'm doing a, for instance, like an engine swap and then, you know, going only to like about a handful of like 20 sponsors that I have and giving them an opportunity and saying that I'm going to do a video production, this, that, and the other. I'm working my, I'm filming for like five days. I'm going to spend probably a month off and on editing to like make the video like i'm writing an article for free through like motor trend for instance right and not getting paid for it by the magazine but actually like essentially offering that service to my sponsors as a benefit ad right there is so much to it there is so much more that goes on behind the scenes that is the context of the ask it's the context of the the program of the direction of you know essentially what is happening that when you post a single message and a and a single like the five the first five lines of whatever like the the post was that's like cut off and you're posting that and you're building your entire assumption of who the person is, what they're all about, what they're doing off of like essentially 5% of the information. Right. And then you're going to go be hateful and shitty. Like that just makes me realize there's people out there that are just waiting for a reason to try to judge you or condemn you to try to and insert their baggage. <laughs> they don't care. They yeah, just they don't. They only have two fucks. Yeah, they're just there to to say what they came to say, regardless of whether or not it's the right time or even the right context, or even if that bulldozer that they just drove in on is gonna like have collateral damage for shit. That like, right? You know, I mean, like it's funny. Like one guy was like, "You don't even know who I am." Like I can't wait to find you on the trail. I'm like, I never want to see you on the trail. Like, <laughs> I hope we never cross paths. Not because I'm, I'm trying to find you, dude. Yeah, not because I'm scared of you. Just because like you don't seem like a cool guy. Yeah. Like, no interest. Thank you very much. Yeah. Rather hang out with my friends. Um, so, you know, it's, but it's, it all sucks. Like whenever you see that side of like, 
that that part of the the room that gets you know visible when the curtain gets pulled back it's like ugh. yeah a lot of people don't like seeing how the sausage is made right like that's just that's an old and true adage of and and i'm not trying to sound even like woe is me like social media is a big deal it's really not like there's much bigger problems in life but this is like an extension of that right like this this behavior permeates like all parts of of life Right, like, not not just what you see on social, like it, like you. That's where you kind of. That's where I feel like people go to kind of hone that that bitter kind of hateful skill, and they take that with them out into the world and sure and practice it. You they're know, probably they're probably the best person to work with, right? Like <laughs> you love that guy. Yeah, you come home, he's always got a snarky little comment for you, and yeah, you know, he's just waiting to tear down something. Waiting to tear down something, someone yeah. like just Bob. Fucking Bob. Yeah. No offense to you, good to Bobs, Bob's out there. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, it's 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 shitty. I. I don't know. I when I when I go through life, I treat um, people that I meet online. I treat people that I meet in real life, and I kind of all treat them all the same. They all strike at a hundred, and then they slowly lose cred as they do <laughs> stupid shit. And I've got a good group of friends who haven't lost much of anything and those are the ones i keep with yeah i think year that's, year. that's the right way to do it i mean i feel like like look man i'm gonna give you you know the benefit of the doubt. i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt and i'm just gonna keep giving you rope you can either run free with it or you can hang yourself with it yeah, or or just you know or i'll just cut the rope and you can keep going and yeah we just don't have to hang you know yeah. and you'll look back one day and be like wait where'd you go where'd you go yeah and i'll be like yeah dude we're good Keep yeah, going. I mean, there, there's, there's been people in situations where, you know, I'm not mad at you, I don't hate you, I don't dislike you, I just don't need you, right? And it, and that's not to sound like, yeah, like, like I have to need you for you to be in my life, but there's definitely people that you don't need in your life. Well, they could fall <laughs> off, they could fall off a cliff, <laughs> right? And you'll just be like, oh my god, he fell off a cliff. When was this? Ten years ago? That's crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there's people that just don't, they don't add value, and they, they they take more than they give, I guess, whether it's energy, whether it's energy or it's patience. Social vampires. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like vampires that just suck you dry and they don't spit any of the blood back in. Like they're just, (laughs) they're energy vampires. They just take it all. Oh dude. Like, uh, do you ever watch it in the shadows? What we do in the shadows? That's why I said that. Dude, The energy vampire is the best, bro. Yeah. Just have a sucky fucker dry. That guy is the is the best. He's gonna kill you with. That is a solid plug for that show because it's it's actually really good. It's really funny, (laughs) dude. It's so stupid. And I love I love the fact that it's like because I I love watching The Office, and so that's Nate from The Office, the guy that's the energy vampire. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. He's the guy that Dwight hires. Yeah. He's the one that he hires, and he's got that same deadpan sense of humor in the office, but he like dials it up to eleven yeah. in this show, and it's as an energy vampire, and it's so perfect. Did you see the one? And sorry if you guys Probably don't know what we're talking about, but did you see the one where he met the other energy vampire, the girl? Oh, and they were dueling to see who can. You know like, what? It's funny because I've probably seen only like three or four episodes yeah. of this, and I think I saw part of that. <laughs> Like enough really to know, good, yeah. It's really good, <laughs> dude. But it's just such a cleverly written show. It totally is. It's uh, I think it's on effects. That that duo also did like a comedy thing, um, another show before that, Flight of the Concords. Oh, same same one. Yeah, they were in, they were involved in that too. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, they're just it's just a whole different type of comedy. Like it is. I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. That is one of my. I never got into that one. Goat fucking shows that I've you know watched. 
and I'm a, I'm behind a couple seasons right now because I've been very like into like some other shows, but it is such a funny ass show. Oh, mostly to do with like I watch a lot of my show on Apple TV, and um, yeah, it's it's hard to find their episodes because for some reason FX doesn't like let you download. Yeah, they don't all the seasons. Yeah, like, like how like HBO would or something. Right, you know? right. Anyways, I digress. Um, tangent we promise this is an off-road overland podcast yeah right we promise but always sunny <laughs> is is like at a next level degenerated but very intelligent comedy show yeah and yeah anyways going back to topic though what was our topic vampires vampires and how people can just suck you dry of the joy you have in your life it's like a mosquito man when one of them gets on sticks on you and and you know just jabs their little needle mouth into you you just gotta smack them and move on yeah like just you know what smack i do them away i basically take their shitty post and i actually put it out there and i sh- and i and i let other people see yeah so people understand like hey this whole social thing and you might say it's not important but the reality is is like i've actually kind of chosen to have it to be a big part of my life like i've chosen to have the social side of things really be a big driver in me as a marketer and as you know being a ambassador for other brands and showing get, getting them back some visibility through whatever through through articles that i write for a magazine to the posts that I put up to the little tips and whatever that yeah. we like throw out there. Yeah. I don't do a lot of YouTube. So I use a lot of IGTV. Like right, it's right. a huge part of like what I, what I leverage and what I activate on my own little program that I have. So for me, it's like, yeah, there is actually a little bit more at stake. There's, there's a little bit more like, you know, where I'm, I want to keep things on the positive side, I want to keep things moving forward. But dude, when I see one of these guys like step up, start being a dick, it's like, I don't want anyone who looks up to me or gets inspired by me to ever get it twisted that being a social media, anything. And I'm very small, super small fries. Like, you know, like when you're in the five digits, I don't think that really counts for a lot compared to yeah others. But I do have some people that like, you know, listen or have followed and you, you want to make sure that your shit, are you, are you getting smoked out? Oh my God. My eyes are on fire right now. <laughs> I had to get up and move. Sorry. Like my eyes are just like completely melting right now. You don't want people fucking putting your shit down, you know, yeah. like if it's unfounded. So I don't know, man, that shit, that shit really gets under my skin and. Um, it does bum me out. I do think it's it's crappy when people have no problem. Well, I mean, you know, with I don't it. I don't want to sound too like we're or even my, or for myself. I guess I should I should be speaking just for me, but like I'm not dismissive either. Like I don't I, I don't think that's a good attitude when someone when someone gives you like a check like that, and whether it's their own baggage or their own issues kind of coming at you. Like I always kind of try to give myself a gut check, like. To just at least to ask myself, is it valid? Like, sure. Because that's because you're because you just don't mature. Wanna, and- yeah, I mean, the last thing you want to do is is kind of like you know how we used to say when we were kids, like you don't want to drink your own Kool Aid, man. Right. You know, like if you're if you're like you know 
drinking too much of your own Kool-Aid, you're just an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you if you don't think your shit stinks, you're wrong. Like, sure. all of us are flawed. All of us make mistakes. And you know what? If you're going to call me out on one, at least be legit about it. But I'll definitely consider it. Like, I, I like to do a gut check. And that, I feel like that's what keeps me grounded. Right. You know, from becoming that narcissistic asshole. Right. But well, I think it's, I think that's one thing. But I think when somebody's just coming at you. Exactly. For no fucking good reason. Exactly. That doesn't mean that I'm going to take, you know, your shit to heart if I think it's bullshit. You know, I'm just, I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to swat the mosquito and move on, you know? But if it comes from a point of like, Oh, I guess I didn't look at it that way. You mm-hmm. know, I guess that's, that's true. Like, you know, there yeah, are, I don't, I don't think me trying to get my sponsors to help me out with my vehicle is causing others to go hungry for Thanksgiving. Exactly. And I think that's the important thing there, right? Like even <laughs> with a dumb comment like that, like you're not stealing food out of someone's mouth. No, that's just I'm not, not happening. That's, that's not how it works. And I think that's the, the most roundabout way to get to my point, which is me getting help from my sponsors does not take away from the food crisis going on in America and people being homeless and impoverished. You know, it's a terrible thing, but a, I didn't put them there. I mean, it is, and you know, B, we can help and we do what we can. Exactly. It is a real issue, which is why we do help when we can and, right? and how we can. And it's not anyone's place to tell me how to help or what to do Yeah. or how to do it. And it's the same reason why I won't tell them what to do and how to do it. Yeah. And I think we just, we all feel like we're entitled to tell other people how to live their fucking lives. And I don't know where we got it from. I think we've always been that way. That's yeah, just human nature. So? It's just human nature to kind of, I mean, you look at like, like, I mean, it's, it's the same thing that used to be a different, a different name 30, 40 years ago. You know, it was, it was, you know, 40 years ago or even 10 years ago, 20 years ago was that nosy person, that nosy bitch that was always in your, in your business. Right. And then, you know, 50 years ago was a busy body, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and then before then it was a whatever. Right. I mean, I don't know, but. My point is, is that these people have always existed. It's not like it's something new and some new phenomenon. I think the, the biggest difference is that these people have a platform or they, and they have a tool. Social. Yeah, yeah. They have a tool and a way to exercise that opinion and impose that opinion on people that they didn't have before. Right Before it was just that crazy lady down the street that would just kind of judge you as you walked by or judge you for whatever you did you know, to right. your house or at your home. Right. Like it was limited. Now it's now they they've all kind of they can all unionize on on social. That's funny. <laughs> they can all kind of come together and come at you. Did you see that movie on HBO, <laughs> uh, King King Richard? I haven't. No. So good. It's about uh, Serena and uh, um, Venus's Venus Williams's uh, uh, father. Oh. Who pushed them to greatness, right? Yeah. And it's it's interesting because um, it seems like this this movie was made. Not like it's not going to be like the Britney Spears dad movie run day, right? Where yeah. he seems like he's the hero, and she's like, "Fuck him! I hated him." Right? Like I think the daughters loved this father, and they love him. He's still alive, actually. Yeah. And he truly is represented as being the driving factor of this family, with his wife, of this family, you know, re- achieving greatness together through the efforts efforts of the daughter, and then you know the mom and the dad. Right. So, where was I going with that? Didn't didn't he? And I could be wrong because I haven't seen it. But didn't he walk out on them? Doesn't he have like another family? I didn't. I didn't see that part. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. That might be in the sequel. No, no. I thought it was. I thought it was him. Like I thought he had like another family. No, like I thought he. I know he's been out of. I thought he was like he brought them there, and then he was like, "All right, I'm out." No, but maybe I could be totally wrong. Like I'm not. I'll have to watch it. They were pretty solid. I don't know. I mean, if. 
they left that out of the movie. That's that is <laughs> definitely know. the the part two. I, I don't I don't follow um, I don't follow them that closely, so I, I could be completely wrong. I could have my wires crossed with a different story. Um, I mean, I I honestly like I started down that path, yeah, and I totally lost my way because I can't remember exactly where we were going with that. <laughs> Dad was critical to their success, or he was kind of the the driving force yeah, to the success no, of the family. I mean, it's it's all a blank. Took him down to the courts every day and had him. For practice. whatever reason, there seemed to be a really good connection between whatever we were saying right before that <laughs> and that story. <laughs> and that story. <laughs> and if you were listening and paying attention, you'll make that connection um, on your man. own now that you have all the info. Welcome to the to the midnight talks of uh, of rigged for dirt. Oh um, my god. A few beers in, a little, a little weary from a long, long day. Um, I think my kids finally fell asleep. A little weary from a couple of weeks, man. Holy crap! Yeah, it's been rough. This year, it feels like it's it's winding down at a breakneck pace. It really is. The year wouldn't end, and suddenly it's like December's like I'm coming, motherfuckers. Yeah, it, it, it's ready or not. Because this whole time, like since this kind of like working from home thing started. Like, I feel like time has just been this weird, like, warp, you know, state where I don't, I, I don't know if it was six months ago or two months ago or if it was a year ago. I don't know. It's like, you can ask me, hey, remember we did this thing? And I'm like, I think so. Was it, when, when did we do it? Like a year ago? Mm-hmm. Two years ago? Like, I had, um, I had this thing that I have to, you know, replace at six months and I had, and I did it last week. And I didn't. I couldn't believe that it had been six months. I felt like I just got this stuff yesterday. Oh, like some kind of filter. Yeah, and I was like, I just got this too. Like I swore I got it last month. Like time has just been so fucked. And then you're right. Like these last like two months, like November going into December, yeah. October, I should say. So it started in October for me, where it's like all of a sudden, it's like light speed to the end of the year. Like you got no time. No. I, I can't, I can't do enough in the day. I start, I get up in the morning, I work 12, 13 hours, and then I still didn't get enough done. Yep. It's like, the f- fuck happened? I find myself having a lot of those, uh, and paralysis by analysis moments yes. where I'm just like, yes, there's so much to do. I'm going to sit here for an hour and think about it all. Oh, it's the worst. But it's like, then my wife will come, Hey, dummy, start with one thing. Yes. And like work your way up. I'm you like, got to okay. start chipping away at it right. or yeah. Yeah. And so I do like the most minute, whatever thing. I'm like, okay, that's done. And like suddenly that headache in my head gets a little lighter. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it's like, okay, we're going to do the next thing. Yeah. And then I do that. Okay. A little bit lighter on it. Like for instance, um, so this holiday weekend, uh, the kids had the entire week off of school. I was I was still working, and, you know, normal business as usual. Um, Thanksgiving came, and it's like you know Jackson had a has a science project due of a volcano of all things, but right. everyone, <laughs> but but it's not like a science project where you pick something you, cool. Yeah, everybody's doing a fucking volcano. Oh, like, they're not building one though, are they? Yeah, they're building. Oh, they are. Everyone has to build their own. <laughs> Within a certain size, yeah. Use a two-liter bottle. Those are the two prerequisites, yeah. right, requisites, and that's it. And so, um, so basically, drop a Mentos in and you're done. What's that? So basically, yeah, drop a Mentos much, in right? and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to help him, and uh, and then you know, 
I didn't do my volcano when I was a kid until like the I night before, bro. I don't remember ever doing one Dude, in school. I remember putting paper mache around like some chicken wire yeah. and like it's still wet and I'm trying to paint the fucker <laughs> so I can at least get like an hour of sleep. Get a, before, get a, get a C or a D out dude, of it at least. Before I, go to, before I go to bed to have to go to school. Yeah. And uh, that was that was everything with me, like ADD. Like, oh, I was the same way, All day dude. long. My, my, and you know what? You know what's funny? That you, it's funny that you bring that up because- to this day, but especially when I was in, in middle school, high school, even in college, when I was, but like whether it was um, a report or some kind of like, you know, um, like I'm, my, my mind is totally blanking right now. But it's, we're having a bunch of those moments. Yeah. Whether it was a report or like I had to write like a, a story or, or do an art project or some graphic design project or mm-hmm. something. Dude, my best work was always hours before it was due. Like within oh. within the twenty four, maybe thirty six hour window of when it was due. I could have I could have this project for two weeks or a month. Yeah. And my and I would do iterations and trash. Iterations and trash. Procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate. And then at the final hour, like I can't tell you how many like maybe even B or A plus work I've done in the last like 12 hours and, <laughs> and, you, and you automatically assumed that my last minute volcano was a c or d huh you fuck <laughs> what a dick his well, was a's and b's but mine was gonna be a c or d well no you were also talking about elementary school trust me mine was the same way in elementary school it was trash it, it wasn't until i honed that skill <laughs> in my I mean, later years my only work <laughs> happened like hours or a day before <laughs> shit was due i to this day Having graduated high school, like, eludes me completely. I have no idea how I made it. How through. that happened? I don't know because, because I made it. I made no it happen. No kid left behind. That's why I they just pushed you through, man. Just fucking pass him. Yeah, just pass him. He's somebody else's problem. We don't want him back next. He's year. society's problem now. He's, he's out of the system. How many times was he in the office? Mm. Mm. Get his ass out. More of times than he was in class. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> we had it down to an art. Like, like it was. Art class with Miss Posfar right before lunch. So you yeah. knew you had a two hour lunch no matter what, because yeah. she wasn't gonna fuck with you. Yeah. And and it's like we just fucking got that shit dialed so good. Like I literally got through high school with the least amount of work possible. Oh dude, I remember going through like middle school and high school, like like when you had a book report due and just basically writing a book report off of <laughs> off of reviews and reading the front and back jacket of the book. And like, basically just, I would even go so far as sometimes I would flip through chapters right. and just pick random paragraphs yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like, and read that one paragraph, flip the next chapter, read another paragraph. And I, I get that's literally book. what was in my head right now where I'm just like, yeah, well, actually I used to read through the chapters right. real quick. I'm like, you right. just said it. Yeah. And so you just, and then you just pick whatever gems you can get from those single paragraphs and stitch together some fucking bullshit. That's story. a really good quote right, right? there. Yeah, exactly. We'll fucking throw that shit in there and talk about life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Such a bullshit strategy. And the teachers—they—they they must have known. Like, they like had this, to have this known. fucker's smart, but this is garbage. But wait, I know and he's you know smart. What's funny? You're right because that's exactly what they would say to my parents. Yeah. He's a really smart kid if he would just apply himself. Yeah, if he would just do the work. If he would just do the work. Yeah, the work. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So I got, funny. I'm, I think I feel like, um, the main, the main difference is I was lucky in that I went to what was in my opinion, 
a really crazy good school. Yeah. It was a public school, but it was small. There was like maybe 200 kids in my graduating class. Oh, wow. And our classroom sizes were small. Mm-hmm. We had like maybe 20 kids in the classroom. Like it was, it was an experiment back then. And I mean, we had teachers that were legit passionate. Like I didn't have, I don't think I ever had a teacher that just, that, that ever phoned it in. Mm-hmm. Like, and if it wasn't for them, like there's those kinds of antics, you know, would they, they saw through them, mm-hmm. but they also understood and they would encourage you in different ways. Right. Like they didn't just be like, oh, you know, like they would, oh, this kid's an idiot or this kid's just a half ass not trying and you know, whatever. Like I'll give them credit all the time. Like they're the only, I mean, I still, I still see some of them. I still talk to some of those teachers. Like that was, that high school for me was life changing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the only thing I think is, is this was the art one. The what? The art, the artsy one. Yeah. Like that high school was, was absolutely game changing. And even my friends, like we didn't have the typical like high school clicks, Mm -hmm. you know, we had clicks. Like you had the kids that were like, you know, the goth kids or the hip hop kids or the, 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 in our, in our case, it was the, the theater kids, right. Or the, you know, whatever, right. You had these like clicks, right. But, but you were never excluded from one of them. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like they were clicky in the sense that like, fuck you, you're not part of this group. Mm-hmm. Right. We all intermingled. Like we all intermingled. They just right? had their little attackers. Like they were just like crazy about something. Right. It was yeah, into exactly, it. exactly. But we all intermingled and we intermingled very well. Like it was, if you were into it, you were into the group. Yeah. Like that's all. It yeah. Was that's there. all it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Anyways, yeah. it was, it was a hell of an experience, man. But that trait of procrastination, I think, continues to this day, and it actually continues in this podcast right now. Well, <laughs> it's like this is our second one where we're like right on the cusp of failure. Uh, that, you guys, you have no idea about the hairline like yeah path that we're walking on with this podcast, and it's going to get better now that you know for for the moment I have a working vehicle and Frank has a working vehicle and. We've got a really cool Death Valley trip potentially on the horizon, um, thanks to our buddy Robert, who has a really cool friend that lives out there and oh, wants yeah. to show us his. I can't wait to I can't wait toys. to do that. Yeah, we got a little exclusive access to like a yeah. part of Death Valley that I guess a lot of other people don't get. So can't wait to bring that one to you. Um, but you know, it's been it's been a little hard getting out. It's been hard kind of getting the motivation together to like yeah. want to go do this. Um, been dealing with a lot of shit. Like, like Frank was saying, like the last couple of weeks, you know, have been very, like we were talking about it, just kind of rough. And then realizing how quickly that this, this whole year is like flying by now. Like now that we've kind of, I don't know, turned a corner or life somewhat feels like it's going back to normal. Just it's, it's going like full speed ahead. Yeah. I feel like everyone's in a hurry to get somewhere, but no one really knows where that is yeah and no one can really get too far because they're still waiting for shit from china right so oh, there's also that yeah <laughs> kind, of, kind of like the where's my shit well there's got 90 the shackles boats. on the on the feet there's 90 boats um sitting off the coast Jeez. with about fifteen thousand containers on each mm-hmm. your shit's somewhere in there mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah go fish you know it's crazy um we got uh we've got a container out there in the ocean right um on a boat 
and I was looking, uh, Josh was showing me kind of like the, the paths that these ships yeah. are taking and you could see the boat on the water that has your shit in it. Yes, you can. And where it is in like, I guess somewhat real time, whatever yes. the, the cadence is, uh, of the updates, but like, that's pretty early. So I, I'm glad that you brought that up because I posted a picture, um, last month on Facebook because we were having a, a meeting with our supply chain managers, um, at Shimano. And he mentioned that there's websites where you can go on and you can just look at container ships. Right. Like you just type it in. There's you know? so many. And so, yeah. So this is, there's this site that I got into where you just, it shows the entire world, all the oceans, everything. And then you can filter by different types of ships. It's every ship in the ocean is in, is on this site. Yeah, it's crazy. Right? Every ship that has a locator beacon that is in the ocean, which is every commercial vessel, right? Whether it's a cruise ship or a container ship or a fishing ship or whatever, right? Everything that is, that is a commercial vessel in the water. And it is mind blowing. Mind bottling. How many ships are in the water. And then you filter just for container ships. And it is still an inconceivable number of vessels. Well, they use really big logos too for the ships. In the water. So they look like they look like there's a lot more. There is, but even when you zoom in, you're like there's hundreds <laughs> of ships like that are yeah. within miles of the coast. Yeah. And and it's true. They do use big icons so that it looks it look it covers a screen, but even when you zoom in, like I was doing measurements on the ships that are that are anchored, it kind of also gives you a, a it also like really kind of lets you see just how vast the ocean really is, mm. right? Because the uh, from for a matter of scale, right? Because like I zoomed into Long Beach, and there was like at the time there was about seventy ships, like anchored off the coast of Long Beach, just waiting. <laughs> and when you zoom in, you realize that each one of the, they, they look really close, and then you start looking at the scale and how, and how much like you know rep- represents an inch on the screen or whatnot. Each ship is on average a mile apart. That's how far away they anchored from each other. About a mile, anywhere from three quarters of a mile to a mile. And a wide berth. Yeah. It's, it's huge. And I could, I couldn't believe it. Like that's 90 square miles. If if there's 90 ships out there, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That's from, that's, that's further than here to San Diego, for example. (laughs) So they're saying there's a couple things going on with that. One, if your shit's in one of those ships now, after how long it's taken, there's concerns now that all your shit is starting to get mildewy and moldy. Oh, yeah. And and just so, especially for apparel companies, which it's common to have happened, yeah. is you'll get a shipment of like, you know, your tops or your jeans or whatever. Yeah. And they'll be all mildewed out, yep. like nasty. Just the humidity just getting yeah. into them. Yeah. And so right now there's a big concern about that, especially in the apparel world where it's like, shit, this stuff's. And you can't get that out, man. That no. stuff just penetrates. Oh, it yeah, stinks. No, it's, it's done. done. Yeah, it's done. It's done. So, you know, there's a huge concern about that. And uh, and so we're like kind of fingers crossed with like this big shipment that we're waiting on right now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's just, that's, <laughs> it's kind of par for the course with how everything's been. Yeah. And I mean, I was telling Shannon the other day, like, I can't imagine how much food is out there just rotting in containers. Right. Because, I mean, that's a big deal for the U.S. importing, you know, fruit and vegetables and a lot of stuff gets imported, even though California grows a shitload of it. Right. A lot of it still gets imported. Like I can't imagine how much food is rotting in those containers. It's got to be a, it's got to be a, a big lot. number. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, so yeah, I don't know how we got from talking about shitty people to container ships. 
Procrastination. <laughs> Procrastination in container ships. <laughs> oh, well, what I was saying, oh, you know, we're talking about like the choices we make as, you know, parents or whatever, like the, just the choices we make, like what we stand by or whatever, what we yeah. choose to like prioritize. And, you know, this past week having like Thanksgiving and then knowing we were coming to this cleanup on today, Friday, yeah. um, and that this weekend, Saturday was gone. You yeah, know, we'd be here all day. And right, then right. Sunday, you're tired as fuck. Right. And then like Jackson's volcano was due like Monday, Tuesday. And sure, I do mine like the day before. But dude, after Thanksgiving dinner, when all I wanted to do was go to bed and you know keep on with getting like drunk, stopped everything, pulled out his like you know cork board, started stapling chicken wire to the ground, and we we did our we did our. Uh, we did our volcano. Yeah. And we did all the plaster. It's still drying. Oh, wow. Um, he's got to paint it on Sunday. But now all he has to worry about is painting it. Yeah. Dude, I was painting mine with the plaster wet. <laughs> like this, it was the nastiest. It was li- like I literally had to like pour like brown paint on top of it just to stop it from like from turning running gray. Running and turning, yeah. Mixing dude, with the with, with the, the white. I mean, oh, dude, it was so bad. So bad. And like it's like still wet as I'm carrying it to school, sure. like you know. And the teacher, you know, is just looking at the shit going. And you can't take fuck. a hair dryer to it either because the paint. I didn't just even think crack. about. I didn't oh, even think about that. I've dude. thought about that when I had to do. A, I had to do a, um, with this one class that I had. I had to do a, a painting, like a, like a landscape painting. Uh huh. And um, it was like a pole setting with like palm trees and some shit like that. I had to do. It was the assignment, right? Everybody had. Everybody had to do the same thing. Right. Similar thing. Um, and it was just your interpretation of this landscape. And, um, of course I waited until like to start at like eight o'clock at night and it was due at like eight o'clock the next morning. And so I painted until like two in the morning and it was this sopping. I had done so many layers of paint that the paper was just fucking saturated. You know what I'm talking about where the paper's all fucking like, it's it's all, it's all wavy mm -hmm. and like just looks like complete ass. It's waterlogged. Yeah. It's just waterlogged. And so I was like, oh. I'll take a hairdryer to it. Uh huh. No, it all cracked. It cracked. It just, it just because the it dries so fast that it shrinks. Right. The the paint. That itself. that actually became an art style where people would take like the gesso and like hair like hair dry it. Really. And like get it to crack on oh, purpose. Shit, I should have made that case. Right? Maybe I would have yeah. got an A. You could have. You got a been... fucking F for that one. Wow, he's so good. It's <laughs> amazing, Frank. <laughs> ahead of your yeah. time bro <laughs> uh, yeah you were way behind <laughs> way behind so yeah that was yeah yeah that one did not work out for me i think i got a d or an f on that Oof. one yeah no, it's art motherfucker i got shredded this for shit's that. subjective take this seriously or don't bother fuck fine <laughs> but yeah no i mean art class art class was the best you just went to art school so you couldn't really get you probably couldn't get away with as much as we got away with no with our just they really ex- they expected you to do good work which is ironic because my english teacher let me get away with bullshit reports but my art teacher did not yeah my art teacher expected everyone to put in an effort and do something well because it was there was it's funny when we started when i started going to the school there was a rumor that you had to try out like you had to like for the art class yeah for to go to get into the school Right? Okay, and it's it was a rumor. It was total bullshit. But they they did take it seriously. Like it was like you're here at an art school, so you have to a you have to take uh, a path. Whether you're someone who draws, someone who paints, someone a photographer. Was it called OSHA? No, no, no. I had a friend who went there. Um, well, the early days before it was a standalone school, it was called O'Farrell. Okay, 
um, and then it moved, and then when it became a standalone campus, at that point it was like an integrated into another campus. Huh. It was like a like a separate kind of like. You pay you pay like a sixty thousand dollars a year for something like that now. Like, yeah, you would. This is public school. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Totally, and, we, and it was a magnet school, so we brought kids from all over the county. Okay. And um, but it was small. Like, and and here's the other kicker: we had kids on on campus from fourth grade to twelfth grade. Yeah. On the same campus. Really? You know how toxic that is for a fourth grader to, is be, it? to be intermingling with a 12th grade? Dude, I don't know. high school kids, even the best high school kids, like uh, like I thought we were pretty good. Most of us were, were not troublemakers. Oh, but, but it's like, but yeah, dude, you're, you're influenced pretty hard. You're, well, you're talking about like, dude, a, a hormone-driven teenager is just a perverted, like, mess hr violation just yeah like yeah. Oh, you're just constantly talking about inappropriate things you're expressing your way yourself inappropriate you're figure you're learning how to express yourself you're you're saying things and doing things that no fucking fourth fifth or sixth grader should ever be exposed to like what the fuck were you doing like no i mean just in <laughs> conversations do you're talking about hooking up with girls or you know the, yeah but i'm you know i, I even as a you know high schooler, I would never go and say shit around younger kids anyway. You didn't know they were there, dude. They're just walking around. Yeah, like they're not. It's not like you're saying, "Hey, come here, check out what we did," you know. But yeah. it's just they just they they hear things, right? So we would. So even my friend and I, we would uh-huh. hear fifth and sixth graders mimicking oh, yeah. the, the older kids, and we'd be like, "Dude, this is not. This can't be. <laughs> this can't be cool. This can't be right." Like. These kids are going to be fucked up. And sure enough, like a couple of years later, they cut out the lower kids and it was sixth grade to 12th. And then it went finally to like, to like a middle school, a true middle school high school. Yeah. So when I graduated, it was a true middle school high school. But when I started there, I started in seventh grade and there were fourth graders running around. Oh, it was, wow. it's a trip. The fourth graders are little kids, like little dude. kids yeah. yeah, they're yeah. young. So yeah. anyways, that's funny. Like weird ass school. Well, it's funny. Like that it whole magnet awesome. program, like, um, I was in the whole gate tap thing. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I got gypped because I probably would have been pretty good at in the art school, but yeah. we, we got sent off to like, it's almost like you were supposed to be talented in science and math. Yeah. And I was not. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I like science. It was fun and all, but like, I, I didn't think that was where my gift lay. Right. You weren't like, yeah, you weren't phenomenal at it or no. a standout. Not at all. I'm like yeah. fucking below average and in that group and that accelerated yeah, group right? yeah and the, the entire time i'm like yeah i'm kind of more of a creative thinker like you know but i think they only had the one program <laughs> you're, like, you're, you're you're gifted yeah. but we don't have the kind of gifted that you are so you're just gonna stick you in this one <laughs> yeah we're gonna, we're gonna put you and i'm just like dude but i i do remember when it came to my volcano yeah the reason why i spent so much time doing other shit other than working on the volcano itself is because i spent about two months writing back and forth via regular snail mail yeah to a professor at uci who dealt with chemicals and he happened to have this chemical that was like it was like i remember i can't tell you what the name was but it was like an orange chemical it was highly cancer like it was a is a huge carcinogen or corrosive or cancerous the cancerous oh wow it was a carcinogen yeah and um Basically, there was so many warnings around this shit. But <laughs> this is this is this is the difference between back then and now. So yeah. this is like back in like the super early or late eighties, early early nineties. I don't know. I was in fourth grade, like just so probably eighties. Yeah, yeah, little nerd. And I was, 
I was like, even I was mailing this guy, and finally, like you know, he's like, yeah, we'll we'll give you enough for your project. Get out of here. Yeah, because I the volcano I found was in this book, and the book called for this chemical. Long story short, we found the chemical from that professor. Yeah, went to UCI, gave it to me in a bottle, and. Basically, you pour it in, and you light the top on fire, and it turns black, and it fires up. Whoa. Like a volcano. Yeah. And if there's any of you nerds out there who actually know <laughs> what I'm talking about, you'll know I'm not bullshitting, because that's that's pretty specific. It was a granular orange-like substance that you shouldn't really fuck around with, because it was really bad for you, and you light it on fire, and it turned black, and it and it literally like fired up. So Whoa. I had the best performing volcano. Yeah. It just the looked, shittiest it just looking looked volcano. <laughs> and I remember I had like a lab coat and I had to get an assistant from the class. Oh, that's funny. Wearing goggles and gloves and <laughs> like, dude, it, it, we were outside the class, like yeah. out in the, in the grass area yeah. outside. <sighs> so, but my, my, but my kids got a two liter bottle in his, so we're going to fill that shit up with like, baking soda and vinegar but i like the mentos idea right i just you know i don't think it's the right type of eruption no it's not they want it's, the white foam yeah this is like the brown foam right right yeah. right right <laughs> that's funny dude that would be funny though drop just drop 10 mentos right just, in. yeah just drop them in dude watch <laughs> and watch and enjoy the shit back and enjoy the show <laughs> just <laughs> oh, oh man. man that's great um but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to where this is all going. I mean, it's been a lot of change in a very short amount of time. Got yeah, the new uh, career going with uh, off the grid. And, yeah, yeah. Um, still doing fun things with Casey and you know other partners that you know I've had and continue to do stuff with. And it's it's fun to circle the wagons in a different way now. Like we're doing we're doing an activation together uh, for the Mint 400. So we're getting the off the grid booth with the Casey booth, with yeah. the multi-cam booth out in Fremont Street. Uh, so if anyone's going out to the Mint, come by, say hi. It'll be next week, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, Jesus. So, dude, no time. Yeah, no um, kidding. Wow. Yeah, so I literally leave from here, go home for two days, and then take off. Um, and uh, I just I just found out we, we lost part of our transportation too. So oh man, yeah, somebody was going to take a bunch of our shit for us and then decided not to race. So yikes, yeah, we're kind of screwed. We'll figure it out. Um, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, it's it's uh, it's going by it's going by really fast. Yeah, it'll be December in four days. Jesus, yeah. seriously, huh? Yep, that's gnarly. Yeah. Which by the time this, by the time you hear this podcast, it'll be December in like one day or two, something like that. You know what, dude? All I got to say to people that like want to like bitch or complain about whatever I'm doing is like, motherfucker, I am out here right now. And granted, I'm with some friends, so I'm happy about that. And yeah. Actually, we had some other friends show up that we weren't even expecting. So it's totally cool. Yeah. Happy to be here with some friends. But dude, there are so many other places with one of my few weekends left oh, that I would 100%. like to go get after like even that death valley thing we were talking yep, about like yep that would be amazing well it's like i was telling you man like i feel like weekends i'm to the point now where weekends are are very precious yeah 100 percent. but people want to fucking go and complain that i'm not doing anything for anyone like i'm out here motherfucker like <laughs> cleaning up somebody else's backyard right like, this isn't even the part not, of joshua tree i go for myself yeah i'm not i mean i don't know i, I don't feel right saying i'm not doing this for me because i kind of am 
in well, a way. Yeah, we are. But but I'm but this benefits a lot of other people. This benefit like, well, this benefits other people more than it benefits yes, us. Yes, exactly. Straight up. And exactly. I feel like this is like our carbon offset to go out and yeah. adventure. Yeah. yeah. We're we're basically putting our time in here to feel not as guilty being other places that maybe we're not spending our time cleaning up. <sighs> Cause I'll tell you, like sun for a dry lake bed. It's cool for UTVers, RVers. I'm neither. Yeah. Um, I like UTVs. They're they're bitching, but I don't have the money right now to drop to go get one. Um, and so out in the hills out here, I guess a lot of people go shooting. They fuck it up. They like treat it like they're fucking. They bring you know, out. They bring trash out. Personal to shoot dumpster. Is the biggest problem. Yeah, yeah. They bring trash out to shoot and they leave it out here. And but we're out here and we're cleaning up. And you know I'm not complaining about cleaning up because I chose to be out here. My point is, is don't come at me acting like you know what I do on my own time with my kids even. Don't act like you you understand the level of my commitment to my industry, to my friends, to my family, to the people around me, to even the people that follow me. Like you have no fucking idea what I do, the time I spend talking to people like who DM me, who are truly curious about stuff or just starting out. Yeah. It may not be as cool and savvy as you, but they sure as hell need a little guidance and help, and I'm happy to give whatever I got. Yep. Um, yeah, I've never blown anybody off. That. You know? Yeah. And it's like, wait, you're going to judge me? Like, go judge the assholes out there that you go approach, and they're like, oh, I don't got time for you. They wouldn't even want to. Like, you have a hard enough time, like, having them respond to you. Yeah. You know, like, go after those guys, like... I'm not. I'm not the easy picking either. Like, <laughs> it's only, what's that word? You came looking for a fight. You're gonna get one. I just. I don't. You know. Again, I, I never want to see these people ever. Like, if our paths never cross, it is a happy day. It's. It's all good. Unless, yeah. unless you come with beer, and firewood, and you're down. Hey man, hang. I'm down for a good time. You're down to hang. Yeah. I'm all about that. But you want to bring your drama, like your childhood shit, or. Your insecurities, like, bro, I'm not your psychiatrist. I'm not your psychologist. Definitely not going to be your punching bag. Fuck off. I think that's the key right there. Is I'm not. Else. I'm just not going to be someone's punching bag. Like, yeah, you need to find somebody else for that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm down to help. I'm down to you know do what I can. But you know, there's a limit. There's a limit to what I can do, and there's a limit to what I can take. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and you know what? We're rolling into December, so that that uh, that tank's pretty low. <laughs> I'll be honest. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's where we're at. So I don't know, man. I mean, I think we, <laughs> I think a lot of those people who go out and attack others, um, who make it their missions to to want to demonize or crucify people that they've only maybe met once they maybe only see through social like whatever it may be um i think uh, i feel like there just needs to be uh, what am i what am i looking for people just you know what's funny is the i think i told you this and i think this might be a fitting thing is Mm. Do you remember, and I'm sure your dad probably says because I think it's a generational thing um, when we were kids, and I used to, you know, when I was a kid, say, look what that guy's doing. Look what he's doing. And my dad would say to me, he'd say, you know what? 
don't worry about what the fuck he's doing. Right. That's his life. Worry about what you're doing. Yeah. What are you doing? Where are you going? Don't worry about him. What he doesn't nobody fucking doesn't matter what he does. That's his yeah. life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you need to focus on you. And I think like I don't know when we stopped doing that, if ever, but I remember I remember like it was yesterday my dad would get mad at me for like either judging or questioning or even being overly involved. Right. right? Overly overly involved in what somebody else was doing. And he would just say what do you care? Yeah. What do you care? Right. What he's doing? None of your business. Well, that's that's a good way of being raised. There's the other. There's, there's flip side where it's like, sure. oh, look at what they're doing. And right, right. Why aren't you doing that too? Um, but I guess where I'm going with is like, I think everyone has like a major emotional hangup, especially the ones that do this shit. The ones that will point out people. The ones that will try to like demonize or crucify people. They'll they'll like, they've got other shit going on. I think for sure inside. Um, that causes them to kind of pull out their own pain and transpose it onto others. Yeah. Like project it and project it and just make other people kind of bring them down to where they're at, to where they're hurting or where they're, yeah, where they're emotionally kind of step on people to feel better. Some people do. And you know, on one hand you could be empathetic and realize, you know, they've probably dealt with a lot of shit. On the other hand, it's not my fucking problem. Like, I'm sorry your dad was a dick. Um, so is mine, but you know, I'm not, I mean, you can be making, empathetic without being responsible. Yeah. I'm not and I think that's a lot of it too. It's like, I'm, I can be empathetic to your situation, but I'm not responsible for fixing you. You know, like that's not my, that's not my job. And it sure is not my skill set. But <laughs> like, I think there needs to be a little bit of awareness towards like mental health. And let's say, let's say these people are, you know, emotionally, um, in pain that they're, uh, that they're suffering inside and so they they feel the need to make other people suffer or you know whatever it is that yeah wherever it's coming from wherever yeah. it's coming from um but you have to understand on the flip side and this is more to those people it's like who i think a lot of them are probably okay people um they just either think it's really funny to do this or they feel like they're maybe justified for what however twisted but they are just they feel like they are justified um but the people that you attack also suffer and I, some of them, I'm sure they don't care. But, you know, for those of you that might have some empathy in your hearts, like everyone struggles with something. Yeah. And maybe, you know, my Jeep is my way of dealing with my existential, you know, crisis of one day leaving this planet and being nothing. And so this is my like diversion for myself. Of, yeah. You know, it keeps me busy and keeps me sane, like helps me out. And if I can, through doing this, you know, maybe I'll have to put in some hours and work for companies for free, quote unquote. It's not free. It's in exchange for parts or, you know, support or whatever. But I am working for them. Yeah. They just don't have me on payroll. I'm doing it. I'm doing it doing in it exchange. Yeah. It's an exchange. Yeah. You know, and these guys don't understand the exchange part. But it's like, you know, we all we all struggle. And we all have our reasons. And, you know, if if literally like taking, if I knew that taking $5 was going to take $5 out of somebody's charitable fund, it was going to leave some kid without like a pair of shoes that she needed. Yeah. You know, then, yeah, I might not want to take that $5 for my Jeep, <laughs> right? I'd be like, no, just keep it for the fund. I'll come back when you got a bigger budget, right? Yeah. So, you know, long story short, it's like 
you have to bring the context in. We have to be a little bit, I think, kinder to one another because everyone's dealing with shit and you don't know what that little point is going to be that's going to push somebody over the edge, whether they're going to harm, do self-harm yeah. or other people harm. And it's like, don't fuck around to find out. Like, that's probably not the answer. The answer is just treat people the way you would want to be treated. You yeah. don't want to be judged. I don't think people like want to be judged. No, nobody does. I don't think people want to have nobody seeks that. Nobody's no one seeks that out. Class on them. Yeah, no one seeks that out. But right? yeah, it's just yeah. In simplest terms, just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Just just don't. Just, you think it's simple? It should be. Yeah. You think it's simple, but it's not. Like there's literally people who build their entire personas around putting others down, tearing people apart, making people feel like shit. You know. Yep. Making people feel less than. I mean, shit, even our race crisis is a part of that where because you're X, then you must be Y, you know, and my opinion's the right opinion. It's like, fuck. People don't let live. Like, they don't allow one another to just be. I think that's what we really need. It's that and the oversimplification of, of, of problems. Like, I think people like to simplify things to their lowest common denominator in their own minds, and it's that's re- rarely the case. Like they just want it to be what it is. Yeah. And like when it's so much more than it's just so much everything. It, everything is so everything much is more. so much more. Yeah. Like like we we are a complex we're 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 complex in and of ourselves. We're, we live in a complex society, in a complex social structure yeah. with complex rules and and because of our complexity there's thousands of influences and thousands of iterations and it's just not black and white. It never is. It never will be. Like, there's just so much more to it, you know? Dude, I guarantee you the people that attack others, like, suffer under the, the weight of their own insecurities caused by the weight well, you have of to. people's you expectations. Have to because because a well-balanced person doesn't do that. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they, like, literally, <laughs> they're well, too busy. Like A well-balanced not, person doesn't attack well, people. I'm not even saying I'm well-balanced. You know me. Yeah, but I, it's I, like, I'm in the same boat. I'm not too, saying that either. Way too fucking busy, though, to go like have time to want to put other people down as like a pastime like it's not a hobby of mine to go fuck with people yeah because why i mean maybe if i have more time on my hands but i don't i'm like way too busy doing like all kinds of shit yeah whether it's work the kids my jeep putting together an event with you like doing a podcast figuring out where we're gonna do our podcast like trying to get out to go wheel like i literally like it's the dumbest thing you don't you should not go wheel on your own yeah. And coming back to off-roading, um, the other week, last week, on Sunday, finally got through the weekend. It was Ashton's birthday, he turned eight. Like, there was a lot going on this that weekend. And finally, on Sunday night, I'm like, you know what? I told Ashley, I'm like, babe, once the kids go down, I'm leaving. She goes, yeah? I'm like, I have, I have to go break in my Jeep, just see how it's going, like, feel comfortable, because I'm, like, trying to get ready to go, like, you know, do something a little bit harder. And yeah. She's like, okay. And I literally went and I got to Big Bear by like 1, 1 1.30, whatever it was. Wow. And I left Big Bear at like around 4.30, 4, 4.45. That's crazy. Uh, did a couple trails, Gold Mountain, John Bull. Yeah. And then um, made my way home. And, you know, never, it's funny, I never felt tired or fatigued, but I did pay for it the next two days. I bet. And, uh, but it's like I had to find that time. Yeah. And go and like pursue my, you know, 
passion and hobby and, and whatnot. But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. <laughs> I still think that's nuts. <laughs> I mean, it was stupid. You shouldn't go wheel by yourself. We've said this before. Yes. Um, so if you do, you know, you, you're taking responsibility. I'm just on. glad that you didn't need a tow truck or anything else. And nothing oh, went wrong. For sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Especially with that clutch acting the way it is. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. But like, you know what? I think it's the experience, right, of knowing what could happen that allowed me to be okay with the way I would handle it if the worst did happen. So yeah. I didn't have anyone I had to be responsible for. My kids weren't with me. Like, you know, that's that, a good thought, point. Yeah. that thought crossed my mind. Like, oh, maybe I'll take one of the boys. It'll be fun. No, don't take one of the fucking boys because if you get stuck, that that just turned into a really ramps up horrific the, yeah, time for yeah. that kid, right? Yeah. And then, you know, none of your friends are going to go, well, like... Have you been on these trails before? Yes, I have been on these trails before during the day, but you know, been on them before. So like kind of going through that checklist mentally of like, all right, like, are you okay to do this? And having the experience of being on those trails, of doing it more than once, of, you know, um, of just being a little bit more confident about the, the modifications that have been done to the Jeep, the way that everything's been put together, that it's going to hold. Yeah. Um, that's what kind of pushed me towards like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to take it easy. We're going to take it slow. We're going to go and get it done. Well, I started off at Gold Mountain. Let me tell you, the scariest thing that would bring you close to Jesus is airing down in the middle of the night with nothing around you and just like the woods, the <laughs> endless fucking woods <laughs> where uh, around every corner is a fucking mountain lion waiting to pounce on you. Oh, as soon absolutely. As, you as soon as you crouch down to like, you know, put your air chuck into yep. your tire like yep. just waiting to turn you into a snack oh bro yep. and so like i just uh, in my head i was just thinking about like you know the instagram posts oh remember ali you know overlander found overlander mauled. Found, mauled this is why and then all the meme sites and, like you know all these guys who like to oh, like the take the piss the memes like, would go on forever yeah you stupid overlanders this is why you don't go wheel at night trying to act like you're a fucking rock crawler yeah fuck you well anyway kitty bait I, I did it. I had a great time. Um, I don't recommend you doing it though. <laughs> and, uh, and the, and the trails are like intermediate trails. They're not yeah. extremely hard trails. They can be, I mean, it could get shitty, but what the funniest thing was is the way I treated these two trails differently from the way I've treated them in the past was with total respect of what they could do to my evening and my following day. Yeah, you had a little more on the line. Oh, how bad they could just wreck yeah. everything, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, constantly had the image in my head of being the Jeep that some other Jeep comes upon in the middle of, the, like, you know, morning or afternoon the following day. Yeah. And I'm that asshole that has to get pulled off and gets in the way of somebody else's shit or whatever. So Yeah, you're the rescue. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm not going to be that. And so there was, a, there was a couple of moments on the trail where I'd hit, like, a, a rock... And it's hard to see at night, especially yeah, like my alternator is like this 104 amp. Like it was like the smallest alternator we could find that would fit with the swap that we did. But unfortunately, the one that we found was like a super low amperage. And so it wouldn't power the lights on the Jeep. Oh, wow. The, the auxiliary lights. Yeah. It would drain the battery. The alternator couldn't keep up with the draw. Holy crap. Yeah, it's shitty. So I ended up having to just run the high beams the entire trail wow and the fogs luckily that's um, nuts but yeah it was because <laughs> as soon as you turn on those like flexor fours and yeah trust me this is not a paid plug or nothing but those fours the threes i've got four i've got four threes on the front and two fours 
Um, that is a shit. It's a little light. That is that is brighter than a, yeah. any fucking Pro Six bar. Like, yeah. Let me tell you. And I, and I, at a moment, I had those all on, and then suddenly my my uh, S Pod died. Oh wow. Which is kind of pushing me towards like having a physical switches for like critical like items. Yeah. Like my like you know starting alternator like those are all switched. Like toggles, up. like yeah. actual toggle switches. Actual toggles. Yeah. Physical toggles, and. Uh, because when I lose power or when it goes below a certain uh, um, voltage, the S bottle shut off. Oh wow! And you're fucked. Damn. You ain't got no winch. You ain't got nothing. Um. And so I had the lights on. S bottle shut off. I'm like, oh no. So I had to like, um, m- like basically hot wire my alternator to come on because it no longer was getting the input from the S pod. And uh, I managed to get the juice back up, turn off all the accessories. Juice came back up. Once I got to like 13 amps uh, or 13 volts on the on my readout, I was good. So moved on. Made it. I made it. Um, I hit some rocks, realized that the attempt I was doing, which was spinning my tires, instead of continuing forward or trying to push through, I backed off. Yeah. And that's something I normally don't do. I don't back off enough. And so this taught me back off, take a look, assess, and then retry. Right, right. Adjust, retry, whatever. Um, it was a really That's good, good. It was a, yeah, it was like a really good learning. Um, I think I learned a lot more by myself doing this than I have in the last like year. Oh, wow. Going out. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about kind of like just you and, I mean, being in your own head and just kind of like evaluating things at your pace without mm-hmm. someone else kind of, sometimes you just need to hear, hear it for yourself or see it for yourself, right? And it's, there's definitely something to be said for that, for sure. I mean, uh, it's kind of like, you know, when, uh, and this is, these are experienced racers, but like a, a moto guy, well, and I think it happens with cars too, but like it happens a lot in moto where one guy's on the other guy's ass so hard. Yeah. And they're going through all the turns. And basically the guy in the back is essentially mimicking the guy in the front. And they're both fast, but that guy is reacting to the person in front of him. Right. Brakes, you know, leaning right. in, whatever. That when the guy in front goes off off course, off into the grass or the dirt or whatever, so right. does the guy behind him, because yeah. he's been following he's him. Following his line, yeah. yeah. And uh, and sometimes when you go out with people, like you you realize that I've and this is one thing that hit me after doing it by myself was I go on autopilot. Yeah, you're not I'm really other people. If yeah, if, I think if you don't have that experience, you're not really picking your line. You're you're just like you said, you're following their. You're line. choosing somebody you're, else's. You're line. choosing someone else's line, and you may think that you're picking your line, but you're really not. You're yeah. just you saw them do it, so you're 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 following suit. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if that necessarily builds skill towards you being able to evaluate or see a line and and choose what your vehicle is capable of. Because even if you both have jeeps, it doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean the capability is the same. Correct. I mean, yeah. I think you kind of know like the articulation is kind of similar or whatever, and. If that guy made it, then I'll probably make it. But I, yeah, I, I I think there's something different to be said about being in front, having to choose the line yourself, having to navigate it and get through it. Um, I think spotters are great; they'll kind of guide you. But again, you're if you watch anyone who's truly like getting spotted and is like fully dialed, like they're not even like paying attention to what they're doing. They're essentially a remote control of the spotter getting, you know, up this trail. I think in some situations, yeah. Like there's like, I mean, I think a spotter is, there's a difference between a spotter and someone who's remote driving, right? And like, yeah. cause I think the, the true role of a spotter is not necessary to, to get you up the obstacle. It's to spot you, right? If they see something bad happening, mm-hmm. right? This to tell you to stop and reevaluate. 
right? Like I think a spotter is meant to like be your eyes outside the vehicle, not be your guide. Sure. And I think what we end up using a spotter as 90% of the time is a guide. Right. Like the spotter is. He's done it before he knows the line Exactly. Exactly. As long as you follow him. Yep. Which is, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's not necessarily a bad thing, huh? but just know, right? There, there's a difference. Well, I guess, yeah. And, and, you know, I had to be my own spotter. Yeah. I had the 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 addition of a very dark forest with little moonlight. And the, the <laughs> neither the will nor the want to get out and winch myself up anything <laughs> because yeah. of the mountains. Because yeah. <laughs> of all this shit that was going to eat me. Um and, uh, and of course the crazy hill people. And so I had to, I had to just like, you know, I wanted to do everything as much as I could inside and, and it, and it worked and I got lucky. I w- I'll call it luck. Um, got lucky, got through it and yeah, it made me feel a lot better about like what I have got coming, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta, what, what do we, what do we say with a uh, rigged? You got to book your ticket. Yeah, you got to punch your ticket, man. You got to go for it. Got to go. Got to book your ticket and strap in. Yeah. Completely agree. <sighs> oh, man. It's uh, it's good to be out again. Yeah, I love it out here right now. I could just stare at the sky for hours. I don't even, I don't even know that I want to go to bed. And it's late. I just, it's gorgeous out here right now freezing but it's gorgeous it is freezing you know so. uh, if i was to leave this on a note it would be like just <laughs> in the words of bill and ted <laughs> be excellent to one another be excellent to um, each other, yeah you know like just be good like you know everyone's going through their shit and you've heard it like i'm sure me telling you listening in on this whether you're pessimistic about life or you're an avid listener and you like what we say is you've heard this somewhere else which is just people are going through their own struggles always all of us are all the time no one's life is ever rosy all the time it's just not how things are not at all and it's hard and everything's hard and you know some of us have cooler toys than other people and it's still hard you know like and everyone's relative to one another like everyone's either richer than somebody else or poorer than somebody else and we're all just doing our best to get by you know Yep, that's why you appreciate what you have. And try. Because it could always be worse. could always be worse. It could always be better, but, you know, do what you can with what you got. Yep. And and don't ever let anyone make you feel shitty for something that you love or you're into. Because at the end of the day, tomorrow may be your last, and you could have spent it helping the entire world, but the reality is I think we're on this earth also to enjoy ourselves and be, you know... Be the best versions of the people we want to be. I just don't let anyone also like, don't let anyone make you feel shitty for where you're at. You know, like situations change quickly for better or worse. Yeah. Right. Like don't ever let someone make you feel shitty for where you're at. Like as if you're not accomplishing enough. Yeah. Or doing enough. Yeah. yeah. I know people that were down the dumps one month and then a few months later were you know living their dream or you know they had their dream job or they were doing what they loved or whatever like things turn around yeah you know and just yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta live for you <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh oh brother where art thou with george clooney you yeah. see that movie yeah and you know how they come they come across the guy who like robbed the bank and he's like super like manic 
like one second he's like super stoked oh, like, he's like super yes. bummed yes and you know he goes through one of his depressive phases and you know whatever goes off in the distance and then later they see him like he's captured but he's like so stoked <laughs> <laughs> just gotta, <laughs> i don't know that's just not not totally applicable but it was it was funny you know what I want to see come back is yeah. remember how it used to be a really common phrase when we were young. You do you. You do you, bro. Yeah, you do you, boo. Like that used to be like. My wife tells me that all the time. That actually. used to be like such a common phrase. You need to bring that back, man. Hey, man, you do you. Yeah. I'm not gonna judge. Y- you do you. Like, I think we need to live and let live a little more, man. Yeah. <laughs> I t- a lot more. I think <laughs> society in general. Yeah. It's like, and don't don't fuck around to find out. Like the words to live by like you don't always got to take it to a place where you got to find out what the worst case scenario outcome of that situation is going to be there's a few phrases that i want to see come back one (laughs) is you do you that's number one that needs to make a comeback Uh right the second one is is little man little man needs to come back little man yeah don't remember when you when like when you were a kid and some dude like a mechanic or an Uh an adult hey little man hey little man hey come here little man what you got, little man? Yeah. Like that used to be like the word, right? I, that needs to come back. Like that was that was the phrase. I I kind of feel like that was like just a cool to thing. Power the younger generation. Yeah. Like I feel like when some dude said that to me, like when I was like, you like know, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. I, I was more inclined <laughs> to listen what he to what he had to say, right? Like he was like, hey, little man, let me show you how this works. You know, something like that, right? <laughs> and then, um, and the last one we talked with Matt that we ne- that never caught on, which should is that's what's up. Because that's what's up. Because that's what's up. I feel like if those three phrases come back, the world would be a better place. Just, you know, it is what it is, I think. It's my favorite. <laughs> it, it is, is what, what it is. is. Like, you don't like it, it is what it, it is. what it is, dude. Just be chill. Be chill. But yeah, liber- libertarianism is something that's underrated, and I think uh, <laughs> we need more of. Um, liber- libertarians are kind of the middle. That, you know, a little bit to the extreme, like they're extremist middles. <laughs> That's you got the extreme right, the extreme left, and you got an the extreme middle. That's an oxymoron. Like I don't care, live your life, make math. It's okay. <laughs> um, so I think there's also lines there, um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think we just need to to do you. Yeah, we you need do to you. do you. So on that note, pay some bills. Pay some bills. All right, so. First up, is that really an hour and a half? Yes, yeah. sir. Holy shit! First up um, is let's start with our good friend Jason Demello from Demello Off Road. How's he been? He's been good, busy. Yeah. He's um, he's slammed. Yeah. Um, I know he's dealing with the same thing that we're everyone else is dealing with, and materials are hard to get, <sighs> labor is hard to find. But that doesn't mean he's not building great bumpers, and you can go ahead and check him out at DeMelloOffRoad.com. That guy had a shitload stacked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah last we saw him, he had some he had some good inventory. I think he was doing a lot of Tundra bumpers lately and Tacoma mm. bumpers, but check him out, uh, DeMelloOffRoad.com. If you've got a Toyota, a Lexus, Ford, um, he's your guy. Yeah, go check him out. Uh, next up, we got Rebel Off-Road. You know, they got their new store out in Texas. Yeah, yeah, Texas. They are... New shop. Outside of uh, Fort Worth, I think. Yep. They just had their uh, big grand opening. Yep. It seemed like it was a good turnout. Um, good people. Super knowledgeable. Uh, one of the few shops at their level that you'll oh, find yeah. that doesn't quite cross into like a Transamerica four-wheel parts kind of thing. Like, yeah. You know you, yeah. you know that these guys are actual off-roaders. 
um, who kind of lived the life. I mean, watch their videos on YouTube and you'll see those guys have done some pretty solid trips. And I'm not, I'm not saying the four wheel parts guys in the back aren't also off-roaders. There's Correct. a lot of them, but you know, you're owned, operated, you know, um, manned by people that are, that are avid into the world of all things, you know, four wheel drive. So, yep. um, check them out, rebeloffroad.com. And uh, they're located out also in uh, Laguna Hills, California. Correct. That was the the HQ home base. Yep. Um, the one that started it all, I think, right? Yeah. They've been there forever. Yep. They've been there for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, we've got our buddy Martin out here with us. At oh, the he's with us this weekend. He, well, yeah. technically, he's he's in Johnson Valley right now because he's right. Uh, he didn't bring two oh, kids. They're not even back yet. No, I, uh, I forgot about uh, that. They, those guys are having some fun. They're having right some now. fun. He's up there putting some miles and then. He's getting, He's getting shammered right now and watching the carnage go down at Chocolate Thunder. Um, but uh, Milestar Tires and, uh, like Frank said, the Patagucci's, the Patagonia's that yeah. uh, adorn my fuel rims. <laughs> Free plug right there. Um, is uh, has, has been, you know, has been my tire for the last couple of years. And I really uh, haven't had a lot of anything bad to say about them they're just great tires that they've do got the some job. new tires too don't they they have they're, the new their, their new um so i've been aggressive all-terrain well i've been on their their i could talk about it now because it came out at SEMA, but yeah. i have the nt2s yeah so it's their second version of their um mud train tires that i have and then the new all trains yep. that you're talking about that marco had on his yeah vehicle for that's SEMA right. that's right at the mile star booth um those look pretty good yeah they look nice um, I mean, I, I like my trains cause you know, I, they're quiet, they're still quiet and they're high performing in the stuff that we'd like to go do. So, you know, I, I think they're coming out with another tire that is really interesting that I don't know if I can talk about. So we'll wait, we'll wait until yeah, next time yeah. we get we'll, uh, Martin around. We'll get, we'll get permission first. Yeah. But they, <laughs> they got a lot of cool things. They're like, they're constantly moving forward. You know, That's co- cool. COVID derailed a lot of shit for yeah. a lot of people, but, um, these companies are starting to move forward again and they're starting to come out with the stuff they're intended to come out with like, you know, well over a year ago. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to start seeing this stuff trickle through. That's and, awesome. Yeah. But, uh, as usual, thank you constant listener for being there for us and, and listening to what we have to, to rant about and yep. lose, lose our thoughts on and <laughs> go on tangents around. Yeah. Um, you know, we appreciate your support. If you would, you know, go on Apple uh, iTunes, leave us a review. Um, tell us if things are going well, not going well. I don't care. Just leave a review. Just talk to us, man. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, DM us on Instagram. Um, we're super communicative. We're happy to hear you. We've been talking about doing a little bit more in terms of interactions with uh, with you guys. So um, let us know your thoughts, your questions, things that you'd like to know more about. We'd like to incorporate some of your uh, comments. Into Absolutely. What we do. Absolutely. And uh, anyways, I think uh, I think that's about a wrap. Yeah. Check us out, rigfordirt.com. You can check us out on the Instagrams and the Facebook at Rig for Dirt. And you can find me at Tricky McTrickface. I'm Frank. And Ali at KG. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.